0: Message to
1: Thursday class in the first course. Ah, I will do un- afraid of
0: that
1: term. Um, ah, uniform. uniform. No, we have not messaged until we'll talk about it. We'll start, Auntie. Ah. Oh. Sri Guru Charana Saroja Raja Nature Manu Mukar Suthari Barano Ragubar Bhima Lejasu Jodhaya Kufa buddhi hinatanu janike sumiro pavan kumar balabuddhi vityadehu mohe harahu kalesh vikar jai hanuman gyan gun saagar jai kapisati hulok ujjagar rama dhuta anjani putra pavan sut Mahabira bikaram bhajarangi, kumati nivara sumati ke sangi, kanjana barana biraja subesha, Kanana kundala kunchit keesha, hart bhaj or dvaja biraja. Kāne Mūjjanehu Sājhe Sankara Suvan Kesari Nandan Teja Pratāpa Mahā Jag Bandar Vidyāvan Guṇīyati Chātur Rāma Kari Beko Ātur Prabhu Charitra Suni Beko Rasia Ram Lakana Sita Mana Vasia Sukhmaru Padari Sia Bikata Ru Padari Lanka Jarava Bimaru Padari Asura Sahari Savari Laya वन लखन जी आए श्री रघुबीर हरषि उर लाये रघुपति बहुत बड़ाई तुम मम प्रिय भरतहि सम सहस बदन तुम्हरो जस गावे अस श्रीपति कंठ लगावे संकादिक ब्रह्मा सा। नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जम जहांते कोबिद का हिसा के कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीना राम मिलाए राजपत्रीना तुमरो मंत्र विभिषण माना लंकेश्वर भाई सब जग जाना जुक सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलों ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु मंत्री कामेली मुख माही जल दिलांगी गए अच्छे राजनाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुक्रह तुमरे तेरे राम दुआरे तुमर रखवारे होता ना आज्ञा बिनु पैसा रे सब सुकला है तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक कहूँ को डरना आपन तेज समारों आपे तीनों लोग कहाँ कते भूत निकट नहीं आवे महाबीर जब नाम सुनावे सब पीरा, जपत Sankat te hanuman chudave, man kranb chan dhyan jo laave. Sappar rām tapas vi rāja, tine ke kāja sakal tum saaja. Aur manorat jo koi laave, soi pāve. Chaaro jugg par tāp tum है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा, साधु संत के तुम रखवारे, असुरन कंदन राम दुलारे, अश्ट सेंदिनो निदि के दाता, अस्बर दीन जान की माता, राम रसायन तुम्रे पासा, सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा, तुम्रे भजन राम को पावे, Janam janam ke dhukh bisraavi Antakal ragu barpura jai Jahan janm hari bhakt kahai Or devata chittan dharahi Hanumat se hi sarb suk karahi Sangkat katte mitte sab peera Josu mere hanumat balbeera Jai 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 hanumana Kripa karoh guru deva kinai Joseph the bar part a curry coy, Chuta hibandi mahasukahoi, Joya parihanuman chalisa, Oi, said the saki. Tulsi dasa sada hari chera, Kija, data hede mahadeira, Pavantane sunk at a harana, Mangala moor a Ramalakhan Sita Sahita Radei baso surbhoop siyavar Ramachandra ki jai Umapati Mahadev ki jai Pavan sut hanuman ki jai Today we will start with a very important question that once somebody had asked, right? They had asked, what are the qualifications of a person to study the scripts? When is a person qualified to study the scripture? They are talking about Vashishta, but it applies to a lot of other scriptures. So they are saying, he is qualified to study the scripture, who has the understanding that I am bound, let me be liberated. And who is neither totally ignorant, nor is the knower of the truth. And they have beautifully defined it over here. When a person unqualified for the study of the text does so, suppose we are not qualified to study the text and we are still reading it. When a person unqualified for the study of the text does so, he or she does not benefit from the study. Even if a person who is not qualified starts reading it, the benefit of the study would not come to him. And how do we know the benefit of the study? Like we did in the Sunday class also, the benefit of the study occurs when you can see a change in yourself. Once you see a change in yourself, the belief strengthens. Oh, by doing this study, something happened. And so, there will be no benefit from the study. A school boy Perchance glances through his brother's PhD thesis on nuclear filling, physics. He does not understand anything and cannot sustain any interest in the reading. He who rather read a comic or he would rather read a comic or a thriller. Because his IQ level is only till then. Even if he reads it, he won't understand it. So once he does not understand it, there will be no benefit. Similarly, a total ignorant person is not qualified for the study of yoga vishishta they are saying, which is applicable to most of the scriptures. If you are truly ignorant first, you would not come to read, listen to the scriptures. And even by chance you sit down and start listening, you won't understand anything, just as a schoolboy cannot understand the thesis of PhD. So, is spiritual ignorance related to literacy? They are asking. No, a person may be highly literate, with ability to talk knowledgeably about various subjects, but if one holds the following notion, one is called ignorant by the wise. So, in the material sense, he might be a, he might be very very knowledgeable, but if he holds three notions from the shastra point of view, from the wisdom point of view, he is illiterate. So, literacy is different from our different for our shastra understanding and very different from the for the understanding of the material world. So if he thinks that I am the body, I am tall, I am fair, I am beautiful and so on. If he feels that I am the body, because we have done this in Deha Buddhi, we keep saying Deha Buddhi, Deha Buddhi, Deha Buddhi. So he's saying, if you have that notion that Deohab, then you are illiterate from the perspective of understanding the scriptures. Because if we bring the scriptures down to the body level, the meaning is going to be totally different. What happened with Mahabharat was the same thing. We brought the scriptures down to the body level, and then we started analyzing it. So the misinterpretation started happening because you are analyzing something so divine, which is to be thought of in the spirit level at the body level. Even
0: illiterate can understand this. Okay,
1: this if the person is illiterate from the material point of he view, did like he may not be literate.
0: That kumbha pot maker. Yeah. He was uttering only Harinama. Harinama. He was a very high divine soul.
1: See? But he might not be able to you read know from the... Kumba. No Amma. What is that?
0: That Kumbha is a pot maker. Uh-huh. He used to chant Nama, okay. nama, Nama always, when huh. he, even when he was doing
1: that uh,
0: huh. mixing of the pot, right. the mud. One day his small uh, young infant, it crawled and came
1: into that mud. Oh, yes. And Without he... seeing
0: it, he was uttering uh, God's name and uh, he was uh, standing huh. on the ground. Huh. It died. Huh. And everybody came and lamenting. He said, it's my Lord's wish, he will give me back the child. Lord
1: gave him back the child. See, that was the devotion. Utter devotion. Utter devotion, devotion. So at that time, he was not even in the Deha-Buddhi at that time. He was just lost, lost. in the Lord.
0: That's right. Even so, illiterate can be
1: a, Totally. Lord's. So exactly that is the same thing they are saying. You might be illiterate from the worldly perspective. Uh-huh. Yet, you will be qualified for the scriptures. You might be highly qualified in the material world but you will be illiterate and unqualified to study the True. scriptures. True. So beautiful is an it? So the first point say they are saying Deho Ham if somebody has that misnotion notion that Deho Ham not fit. Now the second is the body, word deho,
0: ham, body.
1: deho this is True. Deha Buddhi like I am the body. If you have that misnotion, notion you are not fit to study the scriptures. Now second is The world as perceived is real. If we feel and if we believe that the world that we see is real. Now there are two types of people who are not fit for the scriptures. One is the people who are already enlightened. For them, they are already beyond the scriptures. They don't need the explanation. So it is not that they are not fit for the scriptures... They are beyond PhD also. So they are not. But there is another set of person who is totally illiterate. They cannot study. In the middle are the people who know that I am not the body but yet have not moved totally towards. They are in the middle. Neither they are illiterate nor they are totally enlightened. They are in the middle. They know that, okay, I know that I am not the body but we are still struggling to experience and accept it. But there are certain people if we look around in the world they will not even know that they are not the body. They will, be ref- they will refuse to accept that they are not the body. Now the second type of people are who think this world is a reality. Now there are certain people who believe that this world is real. Every relation that they hold is real. And there are the enlightened people who know everything is Maya. And there are people who are in the middle who know that this world is not real. It is just perceived by me Yet, we are struggling to accept it and experience the divinity. So, we are neither totally illiterate, neither we are totally enlightened. So, the person who is fit to study and understand from the scriptures is that person who accepts that the world is not real, but he needs to have more understanding to actually absorb the concept. Then, the superimposed of joy on the sense object. The third person... Who is not or will not benefit even if he reads the scripture is the person who believes that the sense objects give him joy. Again, because it's a totally wrong notion. We are saying like Ajamila. Ajamila. Exactly like Ajamila because he thought the sense objects will give him joy, but that is not the case. He is the one who forgot that I am the divine. So if a person is totally reveling in pleasures, Firstly, the person won't come to listen to the scriptures. Secondly, he will have no interest even if he listens to the scriptures. Because it won't un- he won't understand. He'll say, how can it be that the sense objects, which are giving me so much of joy, are useless? How can I... Then the second question, how sh- why should I leave all the sense objects? Now, God has given us a good life. God has given everything. So, he wants us to enjoy. Now, the definition of enjoyment for a spiritual person and a material person is also very different. So he would not understand the enjoyment that comes from Harinam. Because he is illiterate. Totally in this field. So three types of people they have mentioned.
0: They forget themselves in
1: enchanting the God's name. Enchanting the godsna. And the goal of life is eat, drink and be merry. Many people say, what is hai? Today we have everything. Na? Eat, drink and be merry. Why think about tomorrow? So again, the fourth kind of person who thinks like this is also illiterate. So he will not benefit from the scriptures. Firstly, he will not read. The day he reads or listens also, he will not understand what the scriptures have to say. So you he say that
0: enlightened soul will not, the people will not think of tomorrow.
1: No, enlightened souls are the people who do not need to read the scriptures anymore. And the illiterate people are those who will not understand the scriptures? So, the people who are not totally illiterate but who are not enlightened yet are the ones who will benefit from the and reading Vishwa of the scripture.
0: They, they were spent in tapas, no? Yes. But that, that's for a material purpose only, no? For, to become Brahma Rishi or something? Exactly. Something.
1: Like Vishwamitra's story. He,
0: something only,
1: she did tapas. he did tapas. So Vish- he
0: didn't attend, uh, Mukti,
1: eh? No, later, what happened was Vishwamitra's story, when we read the Ramayana, it is given in detail. Vishwamitra was very, very jealous of Vashishta, right? And Vishwamitra's, the problem with Vishwamitra was...
0: Actually, jealous
1: should not be there in the enlightened so. Not at all. And Vish, the problem with Vishwamitra was that he... Wanted would, to become a Raj Rishi. Right? He wanted to become a Brahma Rishi, Brahma Raj Rishi Rishi, Rishi. Brahma Rishi, Rishi. But, plus first thing, he was a Kshatriya. Second, that is again a not, not a problem. He started doing tapas and everything. The second is he had such a big temper and he was still comparing himself with Vashishtha. So every time he did a lot of tapas, the minute he compared and the minute he got angry, all the tapas was washed out. So that is the story of Vishwamitra where he kept on doing tapas all the time but he was wiped out. In the end, I'm a little hard. Ha. In the end, what happened was, I remember the story specifically because he went to kill Vashishtha.
0: i want not properly.
1: Ha, ma. He went to kill Vashishtha. Ha. Done, ma. ma. Now it'll open. Lastly, what he thought was, he went to kill Vashishtha. I've
0: not done
1: it. One more time, ma. Ha, it'll open now. What happened was, Ma, welcome. Sit, Ma. What happened was, last when he, all the long story short, last he thought, I'll just kill him. He was so angry with Vashisht, because Vashisht and him have had a battle, and they had destroyed each other's sons also. So this time he thought, I will kill Vashisht. So when he was hiding, hiding, no, no. When he was hiding, Vashishti knew, and he talked to Arunditi saying that somebody, you know, indirectly he said somebody is hiding and he gave him the gyan. The minute he gave him the gyan, Vishwamitra for the first time came and he prostrated in front of Vashishta and at that time he submitted his ego to Vashishta. And he said, All this while I was in so much of hatred of you and I wanted to be like you, all the comparison was there, but now finally i know what kind of a person you are so i totally surrender the minute he surrendered his complete ego to vashishth vashishth said now you are eligible brahmarishi brahmarishi and i declare you as the brahmarishi so vashishth again so his story again jealousy and all should definitely not be there but he was eligible for the shastra because he knew that he is not the body he knew that, the second point is, he is, the world is not real. And the third, he also knew that the joys that the world is giving us are also not real. Second, he knew that being merry and enjoying life is also not the end of it. So he was still eligible, although he was not enlightened. He was not totally illiterate also. What we are discussing right now is, there was a question as to who is Eligible to read the shastras. So they are saying if the shastras are read by a person or heard by a person who is not eligible for the shastra, they will have no benefit for it. And the enjoyment won't be there. So what are the eligibility criteria to understand and read the shastra? Deha buddhina yonichi. The body consciousness that you are a body should not be there. Second, you should know that the world, you should accept somewhere that the world is not real. Third, you should not be enticed by the sense pleasure. You should know that they are also temporary. For the notion that life is to live, enjoy and eat and be merry should not be there in you. So if all these four things are not there in you, you are not illiterate from the Shastra perspective. In the sense, not there in you in the sense that you know that this is not what the world, the indulgence is happening right now is not true. We have to move beyond it. So that kind of an awakening should be there. At the same time, a person who is already enlightened, he does not need to read the Shastras because he has already reached there. So a person who is not totally illiterate, illiterate, the two people, the illiterate people plus the enlightened people, the enlightened don't have to read. The illiterate, even if they are a PhD in the material world, even if they sit and try to read the Shastra, they won't understand. Like if a KG student attempts to read a PhD, person's thesis he won't understand so in that only we were discussing so that the four parts four types of people are eligible so with this we'll go back to the shastras and then we have picked up because we had done so this part was very beautiful such people are even unaware of their ignorance and think themselves to be wise and smart the people in the material world They think that they are wise and smart. They don't even know that they are ignorant. Living in ignorance and deluded ones think they are wise. They lead others as well like the blind leading the blind. The ignorant ones feel that all spiritual knowledge is either for for the retired or the retarded. They do not see a place for it in the scheme of their life. On the other hand, a PhD student, as he is overqualified, would not have any interest in studying his younger brother's school, school books, right? School text. Will we ask, we tell him to go, nuclear physics ka student ko polenge, jao KG1 ki padho. Wo he will not be interested. He'll say, no, I don't want to read it. As he is overqualified and would not have any interest in studying his younger brother's school text. Similarly, the student of shastra is not the study of shastra is not for those who already revel in the truth the people who already revel in the truth they don't need any reaffirmation they are that full stop for them when we say na words become redundant after when you are established in the truth you don't need words to reaffirm the fact that you are that because you experience the oneness with that they have no more need to study it those who are in between in other words, who are neither fully ignorant nor liberated, will benefit from this text. So who are neither fully liberated nor they are fully illiterate and ignorant from the Shastra perspective, they will benefit. Right? Huh? All we of us. All of us. No, but we are not there. We are not totally illiterate. So, middle? We are in the middle. So we are good. They are discriminative enough to know that their own ignorance are and are aware of the cause of their bondage and misery. Isn't it beautiful? Mm -hmm. They also seek to free themselves from the bondage and try to adopt all possible means to do so. Such students are called Mumukshus, the people who desire liberation. And Jignasus, the people who desire knowledge or sadak the spiritual seekers. So Shastra hai are science, they are Because the illiterate will not understand and the liberated do not need it. They have experienced it themselves. So when in doubt, ki are we eligible, we should only think of these four points. deha the understanding that I am not the body, I am the soul, but we are not established in that understanding. Again, second thing is, the world is not real. We know, but again, we are not established in it. Third, the enjoyments of sense uh, sense objects are luring, but they are not real. They are not what I seek. But I am not able to resist it 100% as yet. Fourth, being merry and enjoying life is not what I have been born for. There has to be a purpose to my existence. How can I while away my life in just eating, drinking, and merry time? The minute this is there in you, that Nahi, there is something beyond these, you are eligible for the Shastras. Because they are saying a person who is illiterate, who will not, even if he thinks and he sits, he will still not understand what the Shastras are saying to say. With this understanding, We'll enter Srimad Bhagavat Mahapuran once again. So far, we have finished chapter 5, we have started chapter 6. Last, last session we were talking about Prabhu Naam Mahima. And now we'll put a little concrete element to it. Okay, Naam Mahima to hai fir aur kya. You know what else can be done? And in the initial chapters, we had seen that our body, if we look at our body, each organ has a Devata ruling over it. Right? Each organ, the Ashwini Kumar, the Indra, Vishnu, all these comprise. So Indra is somebody who is the God of the hands, the God of action. And only when we do action, do we get two things, right? Either you will get fame or you will get defame. You know, you will get reproached or anything. A person who is not doing anything, who is, you know, who is void of action, is the worst. See, only through actions will you get glory or only through actions you will be defamed. But a person who refuses to do any action is the lowest bit. For the fear of what the result will be if a person stops to act, that is the lowest level of existence. So over here Indra is the God of hands and the God of action. And this Indra was once in Devalok. He was enjoying with everybody. And where did the story start of Lord Indra? When we were talking about the lineage of Daksh. And we came to the fact that Daksh uh, Indra is the son of Aditi. And once it so happened that his guru, the Brihaspati, uh, left him. Now Parikshit asked, why would Brihaspati, his guru, left Indra, leave Indra? What did Indra do wrong? How could this happen? And out of all people, he went to his own nephew, who was half demon, half human, half dev, to become his teacher. How could this happen? And then what happened after that? So Shukdeji said, once Indra was sitting in his courtroom, enjoying, very relaxed, and he was in glory. He was looking at the people around him, all the other devtas, following him, all the afsaras, gandharvas playing, and he was sitting on the throne. After 100 ashwamedh yagna, he became the king of... Amravati, and he was relaxing and sitting over there. But at that time, when he was indulging in so, when he was indulging in music, when he was talking to all the other devtas, at that time, slowly, quietly, Brihaspati walked in. And now when Brihaspati walked in, as per the decorum, Indra should have stood up and greeted his guru. But what he did was not only did he not stand up, he did not even look at his guru, assuming that he is I am the king. Why should I stand up for anybody? And Briyaspati noticed that Indra, because of all that he has achieved, pride has set him. And he is, what they say is, aware of aberration brought about by pride, of affluence and power. Many a times Kunti says, right, Please give me sorrow. Please don't give me anything in this world. Because when I have nothing, I think about you. The minute power comes, the minute affluence comes, what happens? We became so arrogant and proud. We
0: forget you.
1: We forget you and we stop respecting other people. Can you... And this thing can be very, very evident. Suppose a small cleaner who does not have much. You ask him to sit outside and wait. He will say, okay, he'll quietly sit outside and wait. What if I tell you, you sit outside and wait? What will happen? I mean, I will think there's a reason why you've son. Okay, that's very good. But suppose I say, just sit outside and wait. Right? Most people will get in fumes, you know. They will be so angry. How could she say, sit outside and wait? But the small little cleaner, I'll sit outside. He will have no notion. And you have seen this. We see this in life. A person who has nothing much to boast of is very humble. Whether by choice or by force. But he is humble. If you shout at him also, go i to Okay. You try shouting at a person who has just gotten off the Rolls Royce. Stop it. Let me go first. He'll slap you back. He'll say, How dare you say that to me? Do you know who I am? So this is what happened to Indra. So Indra had affluence, he had power. So pride came and it is natural. So that is why Kunti says, don't give me anything. That takes me away from you. So again, Indra and Briyaspati realized that so much of arrogance, so much of pride, but he could have cursed him. He was so very powerful that he could have cursed him. He could have done anything. He could have rebuked him, but he decided not to. He quietly turned back and walked away. Walked away and he went back to his own stand, his ashram and he sat down. But the minute he walked away, Indra realized his mistake. He suddenly felt, Oh my God, what have I done? How could I do such a thing? He was my guru. He had come. And I did not stand up. Not only did I not stand up, I did not look at him. I did not greet him. I did not smile. I literally ignored him. And now that he is gone, what do I do? No, 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 no. I cannot. How? What made this thing happen? He was thinking that who is my enemy who came and sat on my mind and deluded me. Is it the Vinash Kale Viprit Buddhi? When God wants to punish you, He doesn't run after you with a stick. He takes away your mind. Intellect. Pura mind, intellect, business sara le lete and then you act in a manner which you never would have acted. You would say, I to do to in a normal situation, I would have never done this. Why did I do it? Because the God wanted it that way. At that time, when Bhagwan ko a punishment, the gave he gave He didn't So that is what happened. Indra's wit, Indra's senses went away. And he did not. He did such a big apraad, which should never be done. And he's repenting thoroughly. And what did he think? He thinks, I'll go right away. And go and greet Brazpati. Bring him back. I'll apologize. Take whatever punishment he needs to give me. And come back home. So he went. Now Brespati sitting there knew what is going on in Indra's mind. He knew that he's going to come. And he knew what lesson needed to be taught. So he disappeared by his yogic power. From his ashram he just disappeared into thin hair. And Indra looked everywhere. Everywhere. But he could not find Brehaspati. just imagine the state of panic in heaven when you do not have a guru like Brihaspati indra is lost there is no guidance what is Brihaspati if indra is action what is Brihaspati I think mind what else wisdom wisdom yeah. guru, wisdom.
2: Guru means wisdom. Right. wisdom
1: and knowledge
2: Vis-guide.
1: yes and what does a guru always do he light. cautions us, light.
0: He right? You to light
1: right. Light. He cautions you, Ye mat karo, aise karo, aise mat karo, aise karo. That is bhrasapati. And now he is not there. And look at us. What is indra beyond that also? If we talk about indra, what do we always say what indra is? It's our indriyas.
2: Actions.
1: Actions through which we do all the actions. What kind of an action would come out? Without wisdom, wisdom, without knowledge, without caution and counsel. Like mad people. Chaos. Chaos, Just imagine. And when there is chaos inside, won't the enemies know that there is chaos?
2: Yeah. Right? Easy to put us down.
1: Easy to put us down. Easy to attack. Just think, how many times are we cautious? Are we wise? Are we knowledgeable from the Shastra perspective before we act in this world? And then we shout, samajh nahi aata, I get carried away. Because you have no knowledge, you have no self-control, you have no counsel, you know, you are not conscious about your actions, there is no wisdom involved in your actions. You act impulsively, the results are going to be impulsive and worse. And then you wonder. Ki kya ho gaya. So it is not the fault of what is happening around you. It is your fault that your Indriyas does not have a teacher like Vraspati. And we don't want a teacher, right? Because God has given us everything in our world right now. We are so well placed just like Indra. Kisko chahiye shastra? kisko chahiye gyan? Right? We don't need it. Eat, drink, be merry. This is life. And then when calamities come and then when depression happens and then we can't take small, small rejections, we look at God and say, you You are loitering around this world without any knowledge of how to live this life and then you are crying foul. Who is it to blame? God is it to blame? Why God does not have anything better to do? Just to stop you from falling all the time? Why gurus don't have anything better to do? Just to help you all the time? Why can't you help yourself? When the shastras are there, shastra Pramane, the truth is lying in front of you. You don't want to help yourself who can? And that is what we do. We are so busy in action that we don't even turn and look at wisdom. We don't even turn and look at the shastras. We don't even turn and look at good counsel. We don't want to. We ignore the good counsel. And then the good counsel says, hai. When the counsel goes away, suddenly you realize, My goodness, ab kya hoga? You run out of the counsel. The counsel says, Enough. Now you manage. Now it happens, right? Till we face the bitterness, like he said in the last class, Daksha said, Till they face the bitterness of this world, how will they spit it out? When they revel in joy, they feel the bitterness and then they'll come back, right? That is the right coming back. So, take it, so Brayasvati is gone. Now with Brihaspati gone, Indra became very weak. Indra is so weak that the demons know, the Dityas know this is the right time to attack and they do attack. When they attack, what happens? They take over Amravati. Indra runs away. Why does Indra run away? There's a beautiful logic to it. Why doesn't Indra fight when he knows he is weak? Whenever Indra is weak, he does not fight because he does not want to be defeated. Once he is fully defeated, then the Am- Amravati is gone, right? The kingdom of heaven is gone. So it is better to run away and hide. So there will be like, Abhi tak nahi hai, bas ke chup gaya. so he ran away. All the devtas, all the devtas. So our body has so many devtas, and the only one thing without which we cannot operate is not only our soul, it is wisdom, shastra, gyan, knowledge, caution, ajatyam. Without that, everything is defeated by the dityas, the demons. And they come and they fight. He loses and he is in hiding. Now they have tried to look for the guru, but the guru is nowhere to be seen. Now when your indias are strong, you are in a strong situation, that is the time when your mind is at peace and you can study the shastras but when you are surrounded by turmoil tum kitna bhi shastra leke baith jao samajh hi nahi aayega isi kehte hai na kare na koi jo sukh mein kare to dukh kaay ko ho because at that time you are able you have the opportunity but you don't use it now you are in turmoil and You are saying, gyan bata, do so he is looking for Brihaspati, but no, he is not there, he is not visible, he is gone. So, where did he go? He, to, he went to Brahmaji, the great grandfather, right? The grandfather, the creator. They all went to Brahmaji. They said, Sorry, Brihaspati is not there. What do we do now? Who will help us? Brahmaji was looking at him and he thought, Ki, dekho, This is what happens to most of us, isn't it? He said, It's okay. If so and so situation has happened, why don't you go to the priest? Right? Maybe through some yagnas and all you will get peace. Right? That ritualistic thing this will get you peace. So he said, why don't you go to Vishwarupa, the son of Vishwakarma? And Vishwarupa was part Ditya, part Deva, and part human. When we look at the lineage like we studied last time, we knew whose son he was, right? And he was the son of Diti. Who was she she was the daughter of Diti, the son of Vishwarup Vishwakarma, and he came, he said, Okay, I will become your priest, I will become your uh, Yajman, I will do the thing for you, but I am just your son like, right? Why do you such great gods want to look down, you know, look at me as your teacher? Just imagine, kya Jahan pe gyan mil tha, knowledge mil tha, they have to make do with. Yagnas and rituals to get their power back. For the, for the devas, how do they get power? Through the yagnas through the rituals. But again, that also we do not do. So we have actually rendered them powerless. But they thought, let me just try this element and get the power. So when he said, how can I, I am a nephew, plus I have the detya blood in me, plus I am a human, how can I become a guru of the devtas? So they started... The gods, they again requested. They said, no, no, this is not See, we have come. Hum we really need help because we are in a mess right now. Our guru is gone. We have been defeated by the Detyas. We have no kingdom left. And if you don't help us, we lose. Please, because we are your uncle, won't you help us? And then they say, we have called at your hermitage as unexpected visitors. Deserving your kind attention. May all be well with you. Be pleased, dear son, to fulfill the timely wish of your uncles. Indeed, service of parents is the highest duty of a virtuous son, even of those that have been blessed with sons. O holy Brahman, much more of celebrates. A, A teacher who invests one with the sacred thread and teaches the Vedas is a Ved incarnate, right? That is a teacher. A teacher who is teaching the Vedas is a Ved incarnate, right, because because of that teacher you are learning the Vedas. Now what is a father? A father or an uncle is an image of Brahma, right, because he is your creator, isn't it? The Lord of creation. A brother is just like Indra. A brother protects you, right, he does action, It's just like Indra, the chief of the gods. A mother is a direct incarnation of Goddess Earth. A sister is an embodiment of tenderness and an unexpected visitor is a very incarnation of virtues now they are trying to defend their case a guest is an incarnation of sacred fire and all living beings are embodiments of supreme self like vishnu therefore getting rid by virtuous hand uh, getting rid by virtue of tapa of the affliction of your parents in the shape of their discomfort at the hands of the enemies oh dear child you ought to do your your bidding you have to help us so they are saying see this is a situation such highly place. we are your uncles we are just like your fathers we are visitors and now they are saying what are visitors what are unexpected guests what is every human being what is your purpose you should help everybody right so with different different perspectives they are trying to tell us that you should serve us you should help us you should not deny this because they are desperate. And they says, Okay, indeed, as a means of accomplishing one's end, the wise do not condemn the act of bowing at the feet of the younger. Setting aside the knowledge of the Vedas, O holy Brahmana, mere age is no criteria of seniority. This is true. This is true. So they are trying to convince him. He is saying, I am are to aap so saying all this, saying, no, age is not the criteria, birth is not the criteria, you have the knowledge you are giving it to us. We we'll pour down to you, so he knows that all this, and he somewhere says that karna is not what I really want to do, it is beyond me, but for your sake, I will do the yagna to get you back your powers. Because our devtas are powerless. So he said, okay, I'll do the yagna to get you back your powers. And he accepts. He becomes the guru of the devtas and he says, okay, I will do that. Now, he is not becoming a guru of knowledge right now. He is becoming a guru of all the yagnas through which you can get powers. Nothing wrong in it. Because they refuted the knowledge, right? They refuted the jnan. They refuted the divine knowledge of the self. So they are want to now make do with rituals, with yagnas, and they are also powerful, nobody says they are not. So okay, we can get powers from there. So he said what I will do is I will set the platform for you for Narayan Kavach." Now Narayan Kavach is a very very strong stotram and uh, we won't be doing the Narayan Kavach here but it is so strong that you yourself have to prepare yourself. To get the Narayan Kavach and chant the Narayan Kavach. There is a lot of decorum needed to chant the Narayan Kavach. You can just not sit and start chanting. The vidhi of chanting the Narayan Kavach, the vidhi of invoking the Narayan Kavach. Now, what is Narayan Kavach? It is a Kavach that totally covers your body and you are protected by no other than Narayan. And the shlokas which I had sent you with the translation of every, it is from here only. The Narayan Kavach starts here. From here, the chanting of the Narayan Kavach starts, and each line is invoking each Devta. They will invoke Sudarshan, they will invoke Vishnu, they will invoke Dig the Devtas, they will invoke all the different Devtas. Narsingha in this form, that form. The pictorial description is also enough to see ki how many Devtas they are invoking so that the entire Dev is protected. The entire Indra is protected, the entire Devlok is protected. So before that, they had to purify themselves. So they sat down. They said, okay, you chant the Narayan Kavach. But before that, you have to purify yourself. So he sat down. Everybody is ready. And they started the chanting of Om Namu Narayanaya first. Because they see, the beauty is, just like we read in Yoga just now, that unless and until you are eligible, Unless and until you are literate enough, even if the even if you're sitting in the entire shastra, entire deepest of knowledge is presented, you would not understand. So even if somebody sits and chants the narayan cover in front of you, if you're not receptive, it won't protect you. The sun might be shining and you are holding an umbrella and you're standing there. Kya uga. yoga. It must be raining, you won't get drenched. So you have to make yourself receptive first, right? If you take a bowl and it is full of water and then you start pouring water and it will it go and it won't. It will just overflow and fall off. If you are ulta and you pour water, will it go and it won't? What do you have to do? You have to empty yourself. The problem with us is we roam around with a lot of preconceived notions. We are so conditioned that we think that we know everything. A person who thinks he knows everything can never learn anything. We feel that we know. So what else can be filled in you? Or you don't want to know. Again, nothing can be filled in you. So what do you have to do? Jo bhi hai, you have to unlearn and throw it away first before you sit in front of the Shastras. So that is what it's saying. Ki even if I give you the Narayan Kavach right now, it won't help you at all. Till you are eligible to take it. The entire shastra might be presented in front of you won't and nothing will happen no change will happen in you because you are not eligible to take it you are illiterate right you show A to an illiterate person will he know it is A or B or C no so the same way you show an illiterate person from the spiritual perspective the shastras will he know what is being presented no so if I do the Narayan Kavach in front of you you being not receptive it won't help you and then you'll see that you have done so he said let's sit down And purify ourselves. And in this thought. When you are purifying yourself. I had gone to Mitra Nandaji's talk. And he put forth four very beautiful points. And then he said. What is. Four points. Very simple points. That we all. What are the four gateways. Or what are the four guardians of truth. Now this is the knowledge right. This is truth. Shastra Pramana, Shastra satya hai. You cannot refute it. So what are the guardians of truth? How do you make yourself eligible? Abhi toh we are saying illiterate hai, enlightened hai, beach mein. So how do you make yourself beyond illiterate? What are the guardians of truth? There are four guardians of truth. Self-control, inquiry, santosh and satsang. Now we feel and beautifully said we feel that once we start reading the shastras we can indulge. And then there will be many examples saying that Guru indulges. For instance, we will say, Sai Baba to sabhate. Ye to sabhate. Shriyam ko dekha, wo So when he does all this, we can also do. Can we? No. He is beyond this. He is enlightened. We are merely trying to come out of illiteracy. There is a big difference, and that is where the problem comes. We say, kar rahe, hum bhi kar kar ho? and then we say, we are reading the shastras. So, what happens is the minute we become teachers, the minute we have small little knowledge, we say we know, and then we are ready to tell everybody about it. And the minute we know, we feel we don't need any self control. Is it possible? There is paravidya and aparavidya, right? There are two types of vidyas, right? All the material knowledge, if a child is preparing for an exam, how much of an effort, how much of a focus does he need? Can he afford to be distracted? We say, don't get distracted, don't talk to friends and all that. But when it comes to study of Shastras, we'll say, it's okay. We can indulge the way we want and still be a good student of Shastras. This is is paravitya. This is the divine knowledge. And you expect to benefit from the divine knowledge without self-control? Is it possible? No, why, why be, why lie to yourself? If that much of control is needed for a mere exam, how much of control is needed for the shastra vidya? And so you cannot indulge. Full stop. You cannot indulge. You have to define to yourself what are you. If you are a sadhak, if you are a mumukshu, if you are a shishya of the shastras. You cannot indulge. But if you are not, then it is your choice. Do whatever you want now. Every bit of self-control is very essential for a person who says, I am a sadak." The minute you say, I am a sadak," I am a student of the shastras, self-control is essential. Because otherwise you won't benefit from it. So you can't indulge. You think you can indulge in wealth? You can't indulge in wealth. But our Shastra says having wealth is okay. Yes, having wealth is okay. But you are a sadhak, right? You can't indulge. Can you eat everything? You can't eat. But he eats. He's enlightened. What are you? You are not even, you know, you are just little beyond being illiterate. The only, why? Why? What is the difference between you and an illiterate person from the Shastra's perspective? He thinks he is the body. You think you are not the body. You think. Only that much is the difference. He thinks sense pleasures are good. You think sense pleasures are not good. He thinks that uh, all the world is reality. You somewhere think there is a spark in you which says maybe it's not a reality. There is a very thin difference between a person who is illiterate and between a person like us. And then we say he eats who is there somewhere who is enlightened. So we can and still we say we are sadhaks. Is it possible? No. So he's saying self-control every bit. How you walk. How you talk. Whom you interact with. What you are doing. What you possess. we might say, kya farak hai? See, I am, I am buying everything. I have everything, but I am detached. May God make it happen that tomorrow you don't have anything. Then you see kya trahi machti If you claim, if the false claims are that, ki, no, no, I have it, so I am using it. If I don't have it, I will be okay. God will teach you a lesson, ke le, gaya, ab bata. So that is the problem. We've, we actually lie to ourselves saying that we are not attached. We are detached. We can indulge but we are not affected. So how? what do you do? You don't indulge. You don't have. You have to have strong self-control in everything that you are doing if you are a sadhak. That is the first step. Second, he says inquiry. Now, this is the beauty of Sanatan Dharm. In other dharms, if you question, they'll say you'll burn in hair for 50,000 years. And we are saying, please question. Please question. Don't have blind faith. Pooch ho, pooch Kuch pushna hai? Kuch doubt hai? Ne toh milna. No doubt. This is, we say, Shastra Pramane, Shastra satya hai, but don't have blind faith. Inquire, inquire. Think, think, think. Ask. If you don't accept, keep asking. If you don't accept, keep thinking. At the same time we're saying, Shastra Praman hai. But we're not forcing you to accept it blindly. And we are saying that if you accept it blindly, it won't benefit you also. Because you've not experienced it without expecting it, na? accepting it. And what experience? Suppose you start reading the Shastra. Suppose you start going to a particular satsang. And then you see some kind of a change that comes across in you. And then you see a change hua kaisei. What changed me? And then you analyze, what have I done differently? Oh, the Shastra. Just by reading, this change is possible. What is actually
0: Shastra? It is the divine
1: knowledge. All the grants, the Vedas, the uh, Puranas, all this divine knowledge,
0: knowledge.
1: all divine knowledge. So then you say, where did the change come from? You inquire and then you say, yes, I have faith this change is coming back, coming from here. That is the experience we make you have. If you are not having any experience, there could be many reasons. Either you are illiterate or you don't have enough self-control to actually practice what you are studying. So, but we might not, we will never go back to say and say that the Shastras are wrong. At the same time, we will never say accept it blindly. Because if you accept anything blindly, it will not inspire you to move forward. Isn't it? So second is inquiry. But what kind of an inquiry you should have? There are two types of inquiry. Inquiry is first to prove something wrong. No. Inquiry should be one that increases your knowledge, that thirst to know the truth. Not to know. The inquiry can be to show down somebody or to ignore the truth or to prove something wrong. That is not right inquiry. So inquiry is important. And the word for inquiry they use is vichar. Asking, thinking. When you have read something, go back and actually work on it. Aise kaise, vese kaise. You have to mull on it. It is something that you live by. It is not a one-hour thing. So this is inquiry. And then, santosh. Contentment. How many of us can claim that we are totally content? And he gave a very beautiful example. He says five years back you must have had a lot of desires. Now look back and see how many of them have been fulfilled. And when you look back and see you will say my God. God is so kind. He has done so much. And he says God is actually working overtime for you. Yet you are not contented with what you have. So to understand the Shastra first you need to have self-control. Second inquiry. Third is contentment. How does contentment come? By counting your blessings, by being thankful every day. What we do is we focus on that one thing that we don't have and we live in agony. Why can't we be grateful for so many that we have? And the fourth is satsang. What is satsang? We have done it many times. What is satsang? Association. association. Anything that big brings you closer to the Satchit like Anand Swaroop. Your association, Tuesday you morning. Satsang, right? Your association also. Satsang. And what is. Then he talked about intensity. What is intensity? Do you think that the urge to know the truth comes very easily? No. Kitne lagte hai to have this one spark to have the desire to become literate from illiterate how many years how many jans how much of effort has gone in for this little spark to know the divine to come we think it is a small thing that you have this urge to know the divine you have that little spark even if it's not a big blazing fire that little small chingari keep. I want to know the truth does it come very easily and what do we do we take it for granted. We have worked all our lives, different, different lives to get this desire. Then a devotion does not come that easily. It is the last phase. And when it has come, you just throw it away because you it has come to you. But you don't nurture the intensity. You have been able to light the flame. But if you don't protect it, it will be blown out, Right. And that can happen anytime. What do we do is we are. Na, flame has come and they are again. big deal. You do not know how much effort has gone in to reach at the phase of just wanting to know him. Not everybody has the spark. And once you have the spark, should you not be making sure that it blooms? What we do is we just don't protect it enough. We just leave it. And with, for many, the spark dies. We, don't, we are not intense in our seeking. We are so preoccupied with everything else that the seeking is a part-time job. The spark came to us after a lot of effort. And we are not even following it. We are not even guarding it. We are not even nurturing it intensely. Look at us. And then once the spark goes away, the entire cycle and you don't even know whether the spark will ever come back to you or not. brihaspati went away. The spark went away. You think the spark won't go? We take it for granted that this urge to know the God has, know, know God has come. It is not to be taken for granted. And once it has come, you should guard it with all your life so that the intensity does not mellow down. The intensity has to become a blaze. That is when we say, no, just bloom. I want to bloom that intensity, that desire to bloom has to be there. There is desire to just merge. Abhi ho khatam. Aaj nahi kal karenge nahi nahi because we don't have self-control. We don't have that spirit of inquiry because a question has come and then we set it aside. We don't have contentment. We are not even grateful that that spirit, that spark has come in our life. We think it is a very small thing. Just imagine. What kind of people are we? So we are no better than Indra, right? Just imagine. This is one of the, a lot of points that he raised. And this is something that really touched my heart. And he kept going back to self-control, self-control, self-control. So this is what happened. They were made eligible to receive the Narayan coverage. So when they were made eligible to receive the Narayan coverage, how did they do it? they were asked to chant three different types. Again, the Anguti, which they wear of the grass, and everything was done. Plus, they were made to chant three different kind of shlokas to awaken the body parts to receive the Narayan Kavaj. Out of it, the first one was Om Namo Narayana. Then the second was Om Namo Bhagwate. And the third was Om Vishnave Namaha. Such small shlokas such immense power they have the power to awaken this first what all does Om Namu Narayana awaken in order of sequence in his feet knees joints thighs belly region of the heart chest mouth crown of the head thus identifying his body with the mantra and thereby spiritualizing it so when we are chanting Om Namu Narayana we can actually think of each part of our body and say, we are identifying it with you, O Divine. Do we ever do that? When we sit for the Shastras, when we sit, do we actually awaken each pore of our body to receiving it? Then we say, you were not receptive. Then they say, the other thing, once you have done this, is Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. In this what is happening, thereafter he says this, 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 I'll read it out to you. Eight fingers and the upper lower of the thumb joins, Hatme. both hands, all of them you spiritualize. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Because aise karte hai na, whenever we are doing something, open your hands. Be open to receive it. So you awaken all the parts of your hands to receive the Narayan Kavach. First, you awaken and purify the entire body by Om Namo Narayana. Then you say Om Namo Bhagwate Vasudevaya. And then, third, he should place the first syllable Om of the following mantra Vishnave Namaha in his heart. And then in the crown, the V in the crown. And na in the tuft of his hair, more or less in the rear of his crown. Pura awaken now this portion. So that the power flows into you. Om Vishnave Namah. And with this chanting, you calm yourself down first. So, how much of a decorum do we follow?
2: Don't even know.
1: Are we? Yes, we don't even know know. that you have to make your body, you have to make your mind, you have to make your heart conducive for receiving that knowledge. We don't know. And such simple mantras, these are no rocket sciences. Simple things to awaken yourself to receive the divine. And when all the indriyas, see we are talking about indra, Indra is different, different, different gods. All the deities are in our body. They're just talking to be receptive, calm yourself down, purify yourself, open up each pore of your body to receive that divine knowledge and then see how it works. We are unable to give that much of focus because we don't think it is that important. We don't think that the spark is so great it is the achievement of all achievements. No matter what we achieve in this life. If we let the spark go, we have failed. Not only in this birth, for hundreds and thousands of births to come. Yet we take it so lightly. Self-control nahi hai. And do we ever do we ever even make an effort? We'll say nahi possible hai. Kaise nahi possible hai? Deha buddi chodna nahi possible hai. related uh, body related attachments chhodna nahi possible so they are saying you are illiterate, then you are not eligible to come for the shastras. If you have that key. yes, it is possible, and I'm going to do it. Then the shastras will benefit you. If you say Ki this world is real, everything that I see, Mera bacha, wo wo. If you say hi hai, so you are illiterate, you're not eligible for the shastras. Somewhere you have to know it is not real, and I'm gonna to work towards detaching myself, then you are eligible. If you say Ki all the joys, all the luxuries, nahi yaar, it's okay. no. they are not the real pleasures, the divine honor is somewhere else. If you're not ex you're not ready to move that f- know and accept and move forward, then you're not eligible for the shastras because the shastras won't be able to convey what they want to convey to you. So we have to think, you know we might think he it is okay, it is not that light a study. maybe in the beginning. We must ultimately once you are there and you have accepted to be a sadhak it does not work anymore. so he said, saying purify yourself he put an entire kavach and then they said ok now you have purified your body is receptive now we will chant the Narayan kavach and we will invoke all the devtas to come and protect you Whenever you have the time, go through the Narayan Kavach. I'll send a document also where the entire meaning is written. It's a very strong shloka. Read it. How you can invoke the divinity to protect you. But for that, you have to be 100% empty, receptive and pure. Uske pehle to Narayan Kavach. Every morning, get up and chant Narayan Kavach. Nothing will happen. There's no
0: name to read Narayan Kavach. There
1: is. All this is done. For Narayan Kavach, you have to purify, Kush grass is needed, you have to sit, you have to invoke and open all of it and then chant Narayan. Chan. For a, it is a very strong shloka.
0: It's not like reading a storybook.
1: No. And even if you do, the thing is, there is no harm in reading it like a storybook. It will not help you. And that is true for everything that we do. Be it Vishnu Sastra Narayan Kavach, Narayan all of that. Ram
2: Ram Also my daddy washes his own clothes, the huh. which we he would huh. wear while he does ram darshna sutra every day. yeah. he where he washes his own Singhasan, asan where he right. sits. he washes all his clothes. he doesn't let mummy or anybody touch, touch it all. and where his clothes dry, anybody, huh. any woman cannot go
1: there. right. so that is so yeah. bahar se but sebi so you have to be as yes. pure and as clean yes. that nobody should be able to come. And then you chant and yes. then see, mm-hmm. a chanting may affect. When we say, right, that Ramji chanted during the war with uh, Aditya Aad yeah. and for him it worked, we will chant it every day. It will not work for us. Yeah. Cute. Beautiful Aditya so. It is beautiful. You can chant it whenever you want, but it will not work for you. Till... You are able to actually absorb it. You are receptive for it. If you're not receptive, it won't work for you. Any mind say chanting se kya? Huta hota hai receptive to bano? Invoke everything, pure everything, empty yourself and then receive and be ready to see, ready to change. We won't want, we don't want to do anything prescribed, but yet we want the chanting to work for us. It won't.
2: It's like medicine,
1: if you don't you don't do the whole course of antibiotics. Antibiotic is to happen again. but anti-bietic, you don't have to put it in your mouth. So, it goes inside, If you say that, if you 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 are illiterate. So, this is a very strong point that they are making here. So, and then after this, he starts chanting the Narayan Kavach. He invokes each and every devta from nursing to you'll see the name, the, even the Sudarshan Chakra. Everything is invoked, and that Kavach envelops all the devas. And once they are able to get the protection of Sri Narayan and his Kavach, they are able to defeat all the demons and regain their kingdom again. Is it very long? Is Haan, it's not very long. have You have to do it. You have to You have to Pronunciation, oh. It is not that easy. Oh. So, after we learn, we can definitely do it. It's not very difficult also, but it has to be learned. So, and they defeat all the demons. Now, how Narayan kya hota hai? and demons kya hota hai? What are the demons we always talk about? All
2: the, the vices, desires.
1: desires, vices. So once that Narayan kavach is formed around you, can any negativity, any duality attack you? No? Then Indra is safe, right? Your Indriyas are in control. control. Hari Naam again. No. This is Hari Naam ki Mahima. Bhagwan ki Mahima. This is Narayan kavach. The strength of Kavaj. But when we say, na, ki we chant every day, but Meera God Krishna, I Because you did not chant, chant like, like Meera. Meera. Chant like Meera. Na. Like blind bhakti. Not blind bhakti. That was the divine surrender. Yeah, surrender.
2: There was no difference between Krishna and, and her. He
1: and the love that she had and the detachment she had to everything else. She was a queen. She had no Devbuti. She left her kingdom as Sahi till her husband was there. When her husband got, and she had no anger or grievance towards anybody who gave her poison also. Because she was not in this body. She knew that this world is Mithya. This body is Mithya. The body related relations are Mithya. The enjoyments in the world are Mithya. That was Meera her bhakti was very much I think her bhakti could see more than any of us because our shastras don't say there should be blind bhakti there should be inquiry and curiosity not blind bhakti should never be blind through knowledge leave all these from being illiterate where you associate with the body where you associate with the world where you associate with uh, the joys of the world and then there is a journey of literacy like KG1, KG2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 and you pass everything and then you become an enlightened soul. So it is through knowledge. Through knowledge, they are supplying your knowledge and you become something like this. So this is the story of Indra so far where he is talking about these things. Any questions right now? Prasipati returns, sir? No, has not returned. He'll come. He won't come. Abhi to he won't come. Knowledge won't come so easily. Abhi, whatever power they have got is through rituals and prayers. They are still making do with Vishwarupa. Prasipati has not come back yet. Hari naam. Naam mein bhi hai. Bhakti mein bhi bahut power hai. Is not.
0: That Om Namo
1: Narayana is Ashtra Mantra. It is, uh, it is 12 syllable, Amma. Then it then is 8. eight. Uh, ha, right. It is 8 syllable, and Om Namo Bhagwate is 12 syllable, and then Om, uh, Om, this Om Vishnave is even lesser. In the first stage, Yamana Yamanacharya teach this mantra to Ramanuja. And he said,
0: You will get attainment by chanting this. Om Namo Narayana. Yes, Om yeah. Namo Narayana. Even uh, Dhruv did,
2: um,
0: did
1: Om
2: Namah Bhagavate Vasudeva. Dhruv Om Bhagavate Vasudeva.
0: But uh, Ramaraja says, if I get salvation by uh, uttering these words, why not the entire world should get it? The teacher asked him to keep it secret. Why not the entire world get salvation? So here, there is a place called Tirikoshti in South India. It's near Tirunalvedi. He stood upon that wall. Right.
1: And he called the entire uh, paper and he chanted, together oh, no. the mantra. Oh, beautiful.
2: Mm. Beautiful. It's in I
1: mean, you know. Yeah. I've not heard of him, I'll read about it. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's a very really big scene.
1: In fact, in Rishikesh, in uh, this ashram, there is a Samadhi hall where meditation happens only on this. Mm. It goes on, you keep chanting Om Namo Narayanaya. This is the way, it's not Om hey, Namo hey, na hundred times. Oh. And it's where the last year is very important. Om um, namo Narayanaya Full dechant. Naya, It is such a powerful mantra. And But all these mantras are making you conducive to know the divine. That is what they are saying. They are the means, they are not the end. If we make a mantra the end, we will stop there only. The end is beyond all this. The mantras, the shastras, everything are the means to know the end. They are not the end in itself. The rituals, the prayers, they are means to purify the self, to know the divine. Over here, Om Namo Narayanaya, Om Namo Bhagvate, Om Vishnave Namaha. What are they doing? They are purifying our indriyas, So that when you are all pure, without any ego. You can see the self, right? Jab Ganga ka water hota hai, when it is flowing with a lot of mud, you can't see anything. But when that water becomes calm, you can see the fish, you drop a coin, you can see the coin. That is it. That is it. It is all here already. But the turmoil and the waves and the mud of our thoughts and vices does not let us see our divine self. So what they did is they calmed Indra down through the Narayan kavach Anything else in this section? And one more thing to share. Anything else? There might be a question, like why battles all the time? Our shastras keep talking about battles, isn't it? But
2: battles are happening always,
1: they are happening still. They are happening still. Do and this is a thought which is not exactly because now we are talking about a war. right? And in our shastras we will see we are talking about a war a lot. The war between the demons and the Dityas, Ramayan was a war, Mahabharata was a war, everything is a war. So why is it, then we say then we talk about compassion also. Right? Again we'll talk about Iskomara, Uskumara, Iskukara, Iskukara. So but still we are a compassionate uh Sanatana Dharma is very compassionate. Why? And when we look at all our Devi Devtas also, most of our Devi Devtas hold Shastras, don't they? Then what is this with peace and compassion? What is why you think there is a fiction between the Belief and the stories and everything that is being said.
2: I don't think so. I think uh, Devi Devta they uh, they send out a very strong message. Ha. Huh? We're uh, holding the arms and everything. That if being if there is a need, there are wrong things happening. We can we will not hesitate to pick up the agreed the shastra see pick, pick up pick up the arms for the. I mean, betterment of, betterment the of and I think every Hindu should
1: also think like that. Right? Right. Mitra ji talked about a very beautiful thing called misplaced compassion.
2: Absolutely.
1: What we have done right now has we follow misplaced compassion. Nowhere in our shastras they tell us that you should be compassionate to a flaw where the vices thrive or the negativity thrives and the positivity is subdued. That is why all our Devi Devtas when you look at them they are so compassionate but they have a Shastra in their heart because they say we are compassionate but don't forget our strength also. They stand for righteousness. Yes and the strength whenever they are forgiving they are forgiving with strength that tomorrow if you come back we are powerful also. What happened to us was long back we started flowing and we started doing sacrifice now also when you look at people going to the temple and praying and all you can clearly see that they are just so their needs are so menial that they are not praying for, up, praying for upliftment or divine petty, petty 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 benefits that they want yeah, actually. isn't it petty petty benefits and what happened at that time was because we were probably more ugra people started doing a lot of sacrifices to fulfill different different needs they started sacrificing a lot of animals and this and that when at that time it is said that that was the era when buddhism came forth and he started teaching compassion right very good nothing wrong in it so we invite compassion to such such a level that we misplaced compassion as per Arshasta's compassion is not bad. But if you misplace compassion and you forgive because of your weakness and not keeping the strength in mind, what will happen?
2: Yeah, sometimes you are lazy and sometimes you are coward. Coward. And you just use compassion as a cover. Excuse. After,
1: excuse. Right. Which is
2: what is happening that right now in India. Agreed.
1: So Mitra yeah. said at that time, the borders, the religion, everything became weak. Totally weak. And... Invasion started happening.
2: Yeah. And We said compassion
1: non-stop. is what our scriptures teach. It was misplaced compassion. Non-stop
2: invasions happened after the Buddhism yes. came, and we were invaded and plundered and all. Everything was non-stop.
1: From the GDP of thirty-two, we yeah. went down to twenty-three. Yeah. And after the British left, we went and came down to. And
2: still, we are struggling to
1: because of Buddhism. And happening. it became single digit, right? Yeah. Agree. Okay. So what happened at that time was. When this was realised, we were lucky to have somebody called Chanakya mm. and Raja yeah. Ashoka. Absolutely. So again, see, this is what happens when a person refuses to go back and look at what is being taught in his, in the shastras. We don't understand the power of our roots. He came. He tried to defend. He tried to find. And in the Greek history, it is said that Alexandra was he lost also, and he went. In our history, we'll say he won. But it was the other way around. But the big blow came when Ashoka himself... Ashoka became Buddhist. I was about to say,
2: what's
1: the point? He became Buddhist he became, and a became, second blow came. Yeah. Right? That is again... See, that per se is not wrong. What happened was at that point, we misplaced our compassion. Yeah. Nobody is against compassion. But they are saying compassion... Look at the Shastras. Now there will be a lot of stories like that. They are saying, compassion with strength. Not compassion because you are a coward. Not compassion because you cannot do anything. Not compassion because of kya farak padta hai. compassion with the strength. Then that compassion makes sense. But as it is, if you don't have strength and you say, I forgive, I am okay with everything, then you don't even have the power to fight. So you are more a coward, right? You are not compassionate. If you read Maharaj
2: Shivaji's story, story. he was the most compassionate person. and In the He world. says say that if he would have been, he would have lived 20 more years i mean india would have been wiped clean of all the mughals he would have especially at that he would have converted everybody back to sanatani but unfortunately he got trapped and he was not made to live for twenty more years but he was the most compassionate person. I mean, if he would see a poor man, he'll start crying. And he was the most fierce warrior and s- possible.
1: Totally, and such were the Maharajas. Shivaldi
2: Maharaj, we were so blessed
1: to have. Marathas, this. and yeah. then he mentioned. In fact, he mentioned the Marathas and he mentioned the Rajputs yeah. who were time and again revolted. But yeah. they were not strong. But they were not. See, situation was such. So, compassion. He gave a lot of stories. He told us how Poland's ship Nikli with around 700 yes. refugees. Every country, every country refused. So, no. every Even country. the British people who were ruling India at that time said no. One of the Maharaja, I am forgetting his Gujarat. name. Gujarat. Gujarat's Maharaja. Swarashram. He came and he gave them for 9 years. He treated them well. They stayed with him. After the war was over, they, were, they went back and till date, they come back and they said this is a Teerat for us. Until date in Poland, there are streets with name of that Maharaja. So this. So was the Maharaja weak? No. He had compassion. But compassion with strength. Even at the time of British. When the British said no. He had the strength to say no. Me. Mera kingdom mein, I will protect them. Yes. This is our Sanskriti. This is what our Shastras say. But what do we do? We don't even know any of this. So at that time. When all this started happening. See how? How everything is interwoven. We cannot say that Shastras are different. Spirituality is different. All the other things are different. No. At that time Shankaracharya came. Again. And he started awakening everybody. He said enough. Stop misplacing your compassion. Go back to your Shastras. Read what is being said. And then he started the movement. Against the misplaced compassion. And he awakened. He started awakening everybody. Whoever he could. To this rightful beautiful knowledge. Which is very balanced. And that is when Shankaracharya Ji came. So if we say that scriptures take us away from the world, they don't. They teach us how to live in this world beautifully. This is the beauty of Shastra because it covers everything else. This is the beauty of our Shastras. And what happens is when you have a bigger goal than yourself, this is an important point, how can you tame your Indriyas? Just 5 more minutes and we will close the class. How can you tame your Indriyas? If you keep fighting... With in You know... To c- protect yourself... You know, no negative tendencies... No negative vasanas... They will come back with vengeance.
0: Befriend them...
1: Befriend them. When we did the story of uh, the four horses... At the same time... Befriend something which is higher... Right? We keep saying... Right? Sublimation and suppression... Don't suppress... Leave it... Right? Leave the negative tendencies... Look higher. Look at the divine. And if it is not possible for you to look at the divine. Have a bigger picture. Something beyond yourself. Something you can say. Okay. If need be. I will let my family suffer. But hundred thousands of people will benefit. Right. Nowadays there is another big problem. The people who take to Shastra. They have a very beautiful explanation. This is called. Again. This is called misplaced compassion. Misplaced interpretation. They will say nothing at the expense of my family. Agreed. You have to take care of your family. But when need be, if you there is a comparison, 10,000 and two, go ahead and choose 10,000. That time you won't be judged because you have a bigger picture in mind. But what we do is, no, 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 no. And I, and time and again, I'll, I'll read posts in very spiritual groups. Family first. If you don't take care of your family, you're of no use. No, because you don't have a broader picture in mind. The minute you have a broader picture in mind, of course you have to take care of your family. You will. But when there is a choice, okay, two against thousand, you go for the thousand. Because you don't see the difference between these two and that ten, ten thousand. This is the kind of people we can see in our shastras. Vivekananda. Who was Vivekananda? Narendra, right? Narendra. What? If I'm allowed to use such words for him, he was a nothing. College graduate, very confused, kuch nahi Sab and what happened to him when Paramhansa came, he gave him a vision that nothing Narendra became Vivek Ananda and what? Vivekanan did not sacrifice his family. When you look at the biography of Vivek Vivekkananda
2: tears.
1: tears in your eyes, he's vomiting, he's suffering, he died. he was very ill. He says, "Maban When I have a bigger picture in mind, you always fulfill it. He, because he's just laughing. He said, Garth Nevalahimi. Ma Ma ko But he's just joking. He knows that when he has a bigger vision, it will be fulfilled. He left. What? He was from a very poor family. Did he support his mother? Did he support his sisters? No, nothing. Before? Yes. Till he was Narendra, it was his responsibility. But when he became Vivekananda, will anybody condemn him for your, your mother, your sister? What did you do? No. He was not Narendra anymore when he had that Even big Narendra vision. Narendra
2: Modi is not supporting anybody.
1: His See? Family, he's just left
2: everybody.
1: So he has a bigger vision in place? Bigger vision. Place. So many. Then he mentioned who? Gandhiji. Who was Gandhiji? Okay, agreed. We might have some personal biases, but who was ji? He was just a lawyer, right? Nothing at all. And then when he had that bigger vision of freedom, from that Karamchand Gandhi, he became Baba. He became Bapu because of that bigger vision. But again there was a flaw in his vision. Why? The vision was for freedom. Had his vision been beyond this. Ki I want my GDP to come back to 32%. We would have not said oh my god no. We would have said because till today we would have been working towards it. So this shows that if you have a small vision. What disaster can happen. If he still had that vision of 32% GDP. I want my country to become that strong again. So that was Gandhiji. And when we go to Gautam Buddha again. First he was Siddhartha. When he had that big vision. He know there is something beyond all this. When he started seeing the negativity. And he went. He became Gautam Buddha. So all this is saying that when you are able to expand yourself beyond your own small self and own small needs, you become great. So if you are unable to hold on to that greater tendency of divine God, look at a bigger vision. Have something great, bigger than your family. Something, it could be the environment. for It could be supporting Narendra Modi. Something that is beyond you. And that will make you work and that will show you those energies which you never thought were there in you. This is what they are saying. So this is how you manage Indra. He is nothing but our Indriyas. Anything else? Nothing? We will close the class.